1: Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by mandatory minimum 18-hour workdays with guaranteed unpaid overtime. Where sexual assault is so common, you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning side effects may include hallucinations, eating disorders, drug use. You know what? Screw it. Just call your shrink, give it a go. And if you survive it, you'll have a blast. G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, who we are debating whether or not he is going to go to the UFC or Olympics. Uh,
2: wait, can we drop that knowledge yet?
1: Okay, don't tell anyone that they're talking about him going to the Olympics. Nobody knows. It's a secret.
2: It's not... Okay, it's not a secret. It's just not completely... I don't know if everything's together yet, so Shh. I... Sh-
1: well, you got an invite for a spot. I
2: did get an invite. I was invited to be, uh, on, the Olympic be, team. I'll be on the team when they put it together. Which is, which is kind of funny because it's my coach leading it. So everyone's going to be like, oh, he only has a place because of his coach. And it's like, no, I earned it. But also, yes.
1: <laughs> G'day, guys. We have a whole bunch going on today. We are talking about uh, Meghan Markle ditching her PR team. And by that, I mean they dropped her because she wouldn't pay the bills. Now she's running her own PR, dumping a bunch of fluff pieces and making herself look like a complete asshole while rushing to see if she can change the Netflix series while she insulted the entire Royal family. We are talking about all weird things in Hollywood and we, sex. Yes, we will be getting into sex too. Uh, but
2: that's We're a t- terrible.
1: That's a terrible segue because I was just going to talk about Danny Marsden sexually assaulting people in Scientology.
2: Wait, I do. We do have to cover that. But I also want to cover that. That. uh I can't remember the trilogy movie on Netflix. Um, that three sixty five. Three sixty five. We got to go over that. Oh, too. we are
1: going to be talking to our guest about that.
2: That is insane.
1: So there is a whole bunch going on, but essentially Scientology covered up a string of sexual assaults, as, you know, churches and cults often do.
2: Well, that's the biggest thing with them. They've been hiding tons of for years from people, you know, whether it was first.
1: Including Shelley Miscavige.
2: (laughs) Still on the loose somewhere. Yeah. No one knows who she is. Um, And for that matter, didn't uh, didn't they also encourage What's-His-Face to divorce his wife, too? Which Um, one? I could be mistaken. Tom Cruise, top, they top encouraged part, him to gun. do,
1: yeah, they encouraged Tom Cruise to divorce Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And he took the kids and screwed her in the divorce. So Katie Holmes, learning from that experience, set everything up and disappeared as, like, literally, she set it up like an abused spouse.
2: Good. I'm glad that she got out of that one. But after that, you know, what, we have the sexual assault, we have the whole that people have not heard of before, This. Two van or this two minivan wide spot they stick people in where the floorboards are all messed up. There's ants and creatures crawling around the floor. They don't really feed you, they don't give you a place to sleep. Uh, And it's because you go against the church when you're inside there or you do anything wrong. David Miscavige has got a huge mean streak that's been coming out for years now where he abuses his staff, he abuses members of this church, yeah, he's he's
1: will. a He's a sadistic cocksucker. I'd like to remind everyone every time we use bad language on this show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and Free MMA. We swear because we care. I for- would also like to put out uh, to Scientology, if you do not like me calling David Miscavige a, a cocksucker, Uh, And if you would like to refute the fact that he puts penises in his mouth, I invite you to sue me. I am putting out there, so I will get sued by Scientology. David Miscavige likes to suck on penises in his spare time. Because Scientology doesn't allow homosexuality. So I'd love to go to court with them.
2: You know what's funny about that is most of the time when someone is so against homosexuality, it is because they themselves are homosexuals. I
1: know. The thing is, he's he's clearly not. And what I mean by that is
2: – Wait, hold on. You just the, said he sucks dick.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does. He does. But don't worry, he's not gay. He only does it to see if it arouses all of the members of Scientology. So he only sucks the penises of all of the members of the men in Scientology.
2: He's got to make sure there are no gay people in the Church of Scientology. Exactly. So he's taking one for the team. Yes. This and why he's I, such a I great
1: promise gayer. you guys, this is the truth. Please tell Scientology this so they sue me.
2: DM them on Instagram. Do Absolutely. They, have an Instagram? they do. Oh, it's fantastic. Yep. They have to not allow messages. I can't imagine they get real requests on Instagram ever. It's got to oh, be Oh, yeah. Chance. No,
1: I, I've had guys piss me off, and I sign them up to learn about Scientology.
2: I signed them to work. And the
1: Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, although I do like the Mormons. I will say that. I love Mormons. I've got tons of Mormon friends. Well, you friends. know what?
2: The Mormons are actively walking around, you know, talking to people. I would love to see Church of Scientology invite people out or uh, invite send their members out to the world to do door-to-doors and uh, see how well that goes.
1: It wouldn't. Once they bring up Xenu, there's a problem because of the whole dumping souls in the volcano and it blowing up and... Zinu being the evil overlord. But that is why David Miscavige sucks on people's penises. It's to make sure Zinu is not in there. (laughs) Sue me. I beg you, Miscavige, sue me.
2: You just want want them to have to go through the litigation process and get outed on all the shit they've done. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. That's why the Church of Scientology actually never sued anybody except one. They did try one time back in 2012. Huge mistake because Mm -hmm. the moment the person they were suing got on stand... And they started asking her questions about the Church of Scientology, and she couldn't lie, and they couldn't lie. They're like, oh shit, she's outing us. We need to settle this now.
1: And I encourage everyone to tell the entire world that David Miscavige sucks, sucks on to... penises, sucks, oh, okay. sucks cock, to check for Xenu.
2: Check, he's checking for Xenu in their sperm. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. That's uh, why
1: he swallows it. He gargles it first.
2: You know, go on, I'm going to segue into other people who really should not try lawsuits right now. That's Meghan Markle not only is she oh, – Madam
1: s- Liar Liar Pants on Fire. Well,
2: she continued with the podcast, took that three-week hiatus from what's from uh, from the Queen's funeral. And then she, the first thing she gets back, she gets on that like comedian, right? And she immediately starts talking about this Korean bathhouse experience.
1: Okay, first of all, I go to those Korean bathhouses, so mm-hmm. it's not unbelievable that she would go, except she described the scene from Big Mouth. <laughs>
2: She Not only did she describe the scene from Big Mouth, she described the emotions of the young girl in Big Mouth, her thoughts, some of the things she said. And then, of course, she also goes on to talk about dates and times of when she did this, probably to try and provide validity because she feels like she has to justify yeah, her Yeah, wasn't her mother in prison today. or
1: something at that point?
2: Not only that, but at the time of doing it, someone actually called her out on social media saying, hey, you know – during that time, there were only two bathhouses in L.A. that did this, and both of them did not allow for young girls like nine years old to join. Hey, it I've was been 14 taking, or older.
1: I've been taking my daughter since she was six. But so. that
2: wasn't back in the 90s. No, it wasn't.
1: I, yeah. will, I will say this, though. Um, with all of the Mega Markle weirdness, with all the weird junk, she says, if you really do want to understand her, I encourage everyone. I'm not sponsored by him. I'm not partnered with him. We are trying to get him on the guest as a show. On the show as a guest, but check out HG... On the guest as a show. On the guest as a show. Apparently, I'm I'm having a moment. Um, Check out HG Tudor. He talks about... He's he's a diagnosed psychopath and narcissist, and he talks about a psychopathy and narcissism in celebrities and people in media, and his poster girl is Meghan Markle for mid-range narcissism. And why they take uh, character trait acquisition and different things that she does that is explained by by mental illness, by narcissism.
2: And if you think your partner or someone you know is a narcissist or at least you're curious about if you think that someone is actually one in your life, you should go watch – you don't even need this entire series because this entire series of her is over 1,000 videos by now. He posts like two or three times a day. But go and watch a few of them. It's not like you need to keep track. You don't start from episode one to understand episode 100. You can just jump in on the latest video and get a full debrief of her current actions, what they mean, and what that tells you about her as a narcissist. It's incredible, and it goes a long way to your understanding, both for handling any situation you're currently in and maybe helping out a buddy or two in the future if you think they're also being trapped by one of these well, abusive individuals, for to say the least.
1: I will say this. Um, again, we aren't sponsored by him, but it is one of the only explanations that work because the woman's either a compulsive liar and don't get me wrong, everyone lies in Hollywood. Half my job is spent. Like, you get caught with the hooker, I'm who you call. You want to fix your media, I'm who you call. You want to be famous, I'm who you call. And, like, oh. I am no stranger to bullshit, but to psychotically lie and make up stories that never happened, provable mm. stories that never happened. That that's that's mental illness.
2: You know, we had a narcissist in our midst at one point in our lives. Uh, one of our actually our guest today was in a relationship with a gentleman who repeatedly lied about the most ridiculous things and in fact at one point told us that he was wearing a necklace of a person he murdered because he felt bad and wanted to remember them. And then we said, hey, we're going to call the police because you murdered somebody. And he's like, wait, wait, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. It just went so well from there. It's all the, the,
1: There's something, I, and I think that's the problem, when you're normal and you don't have experience with narcissists. Mm-hmm. Like, I work in Hollywood. 90% of Hollywood are not narcissists. They're sure they're people with image issues and eating disorders, but mm-hmm. not usually narcissists. I
2: don't think vanity is also. No, vanity
1: is not narcissism. Yeah. When we talk about narcissism, we're talking about dyed-in-the-wool mental illness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you look at this it's it becomes uncontrollable it's like compulsive lying everybody lies hell you pay me enough I'll tell whatever story you want I'll make you look good
2: polite society <laughs> is based off at the least very white lies minute lies things that you wouldn't tell cuz you know it hurts someone's feelings so you keep the peace you
1: tell me I look pretty even when my hair's in a mess
2: you still look pretty
1: I have literally worn horrible outfits and you're like no babe you don't look fat you look wonderful that's the white lies that make society good.
2: So you agree with me? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm right. It doesn't happen often enough, so I get
1: to gloat. But those white lies that that keep society going are one thing. The, the lie is like, if you told me to save Lance Armstrong's career, a friend of mine dealt with his PR. If they'd have called me, he'd still have his medals. All you need to do to deal with it is not even directly lie. You just turn around and say, because he got caught oxygenating his blood. You turn around and say, do you know that Lance Armstrong has had cancer?
2: Uh, yes, I did know that. Do
1: you know that one of the best treatments for cancer is oxygenation? It stops people from getting reoccurrences of cancer. Wouldn't they think something well, like... Now, here's the flip side of that. Why do you want Lance Armstrong to get another set of testicular, another round of testicular cancer? Do you know how painful it was for him to go through the first time?
2: Now, okay, you can turn it on them too, but wouldn't they they ask you something like, well, how about a time gap? He's not oxygenating every single moment of the day, right? Of course he is. Eh, Wait, does he actually have to do that?
1: No, but do you see how I said of course he is? Everyone's oxygenating every minute of every day. You didn't say blood oxygenation. But that's my point. If you want me to lie for a living, I will stick to the truth as much as possible. That way you don't get caught. But when you make up full-on stories that you rip off of television shows or adverts, it's like she sees them and they imprint on her and she takes them. Mm-hmm. That's a sign of narcissism.
2: It reminds me of a the, of the kid back, you know, they would see the TV show or the movie and they want to go outside and they interact or they play with it and they recreate that scene.
1: That's it. That's that's mental illness. And wait,
2: part wait, just of just to me, clarify, because I was talking about kids. Kids no, aren't mentally no, ill. It's, it, it's, you got an adult we're, doing we're t- that. We're talking about uh, Rachel end.
1: Ragland, which is uh, Meghan Markle. Yeah, stage okay. So I think what catches me with her... When it comes down to it, I'm actually really I, I I love my royal family, but I are we still here? Do we get cut off? Okay, there was a sound blip. Um, Sorry about
2: that, everybody. But
1: basically. <sighs> B-b-b-b-b-b- where you lost was- the train of yeah where was i we were i love adhd Meghan
2: markle and narcissism and we we're discussing how people re- oh yeah i'm,
1: I'm a huge i'm a huge uh i I'm, I'm a monarchist yeah i i believe in my monarchy i love the westminster system it's the group it's the kind of politics i grew up with i absolutely love having a loved having a queen i'm disappointed i lost my queen obviously i was heartbroken um, now we have a king i'm happy to have a king um And I loved Prince Harry for a really long time. Mm -hmm. But as her husband, there is a part of me that wants to turn around to him and say, you are married to a mentally ill woman. Why aren't you getting her help?
2: You you know what? That's part of what they do. They entrap you. They ensnare you. You don't realize that there is a problem. He needs to get her some help. But hold on. You have to know at the same time that they won't just accept the help anyways. They have to be willing to go and get that assistance, which, honestly, if you're already so far far in your head that you can just make up lies and expect people to believe you, you probably won't go for that help because you don't think there is a problem.
1: Ugh. Speaking of mental illness, we're going to switch to talking about BDSM after the break. I'm kidding. That's not mental illness. Bear's very into BDSM, and he just made a face at me for calling it mental illness.
2: Movies (laughs) like um, Fifty Shades of Grey promote it as mental illness, and then movies like 365 just – Abuse.
1: That is called abuse. abuse. Yeah, Yeah, he kidnapped a woman. We'll be talking about that after the break. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage. And we will be on with our very special guest, host of Kinked for Dummies, after this.
0: Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
2: here on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, Philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are going to be talking about something so vile, so horrific, so disgusting that it is banned in multiple countries. Tomes were written about it. Religions outlawed it. And the, and the Marquis de Sade was imprisoned for it. That's right. We are going to be talking about sex between consenting adults. I'd like to welcome to the show our very special guest, Kinked. Is it kink or kink for dummies? Kink.
3: K-I-N-K, the number four, dummies.
1: Okay. We are going to be speaking with the host of Kink for Dummies. Today, we are just going to call her Madam Lulu. I'm just saying. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Now... Everything I said was true. It is illegal in some countries. Different forms of kink. And if anyone watched the 365 series, it should be illegal now.
2: Well, we'll dive into that in a little bit. So, Alexis, for everyone who's brand new to the show, why don't you introduce yourself and why you're our guest for the day?
1: I, because um... she forgot to get on another.
3: No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm just Because with I am a dame in my off time, um, not as a profession, I'd like to clarify, because that is something I have to clarify for some reason. Um,
1: so you have to explain you are not a prostitute?
3: Yes. Then my uh, next question is, what
1: is, what is wrong with somebody actually doing this for a living?
3: Absolutely nothing. Like, ah, we've had so you just have to,
1: different- at least you... <laughs>
3: We've had different Doms in the past. Like we had on uh, Kimmy Inch, who is a Dome as a professional, and she's quite lovely.
1: So essentially what you have is a professional asshole detector so you know who to avoid when they treat it like this could be a problem. Exactly. Perfect. Now continue telling everyone who you are. I beg your pardon? So... You are a dummy in your off time. You run Kink for Dummies.
3: I do. And it's actually a community effort for Kink for Dummies. We have several people that contribute to it. It's more of a community and bringing a positive light to the BDSM community rather than it being doom and gloom and mental illness.
2: Now, if you had... If you had something, let's say there's three major points to tell people when it comes to BDSM, what would they be?
3: Safe, sane, and consensual.
2: That's three points. That is three (laughs) points. Could you explain that? Can you explain what that means? Like,
1: it means uh, don't date the Marquis de Sade. It means, I beg your pardon? We can hear you panting on the microphone. Unless you're in a session right now, don't breathe into the mic. And if you are in a session, tell whoever you're on top of. All they need to do is tap three times and we will send help.
2: I don't hear any tapping. I Neither will. do I.
3: I'll make sure to keep that in mind.
2: You're in a safe <laughs> place, bro, because I know it's a guy. <laughs> in any case.
3: Not really. She likes guys, girls.
2: Oh, uh, I Okay, fair enough. I'm more so meant for the pegging portion, but I guess we'll oh. get to that in a minute.
1: Well, That's a question. People believe that somebody that's bisexual is just a person that's confused. People believe that somebody who is into BDSM is somebody that has problems. With their mother. With their mother. So according to society, uh, you are a sexually confused lunatic. How do you get past that in the dating world?
3: Uh, You avoid people that think that (laughs) or try and educate them.
1: Okay. So you, uh, how, do you, but, how would you educate someone about BDSM?
3: Communication? No, discussing the fact that it, it's not a mental illness. It's a preference and discussing different preferences. And everybody has some preference. Even oh. if it's asexual, you have a preference
1: not to have sex. Back in ancient Rome, people used to have sex on all fours. That was the most common way. Then the Catholic Church became concerned that people would have anal sex. So they switched it to missionary because you're less likely to have anal sex that way for some reason. Um, The stigma around sex and the sex being used to control women has existed for an extended period of time. One of the questions we got last time you were on is, do you think that female sexual domination is a rebellion against societal expectations? By the way, whoever
3: said that on Twitter, you are really smart. (laughs) Smarter than me. I don't think it would be a rebellion. I think it is just a preference. I think that, yes, sex is something that's been used to control people throughout history. In general, it doesn't matter if they were male, female, transsexual, like, sex is something that has been used to control society.
1: Which is ironic given that it is one of the most basic biological needs because we all want to, you know,
2: reproduce. It's kind of like that thing where all parents or what it was a very religious parents tell their kids, you can't have sex for me. you can't do this, can't do that, we're not even going to discuss it, you can't touch yourself because then you're going to go to hell. But these are all things that they have done or participated in. At some point, you'd think you'd realize, hey, I had a really, really bad time the first time I had sex because I didn't know about all this stuff. I'm not going to push it on to my kid now. Or maybe they think that it's just what's supposed to happen. It's supposed to be horrible the first time around, and you're supposed to be pent up and angry.
1: But that is is from a lack of sexual education. Yes.
2: Do you think that
1: people pushing back against BDSM has to do with a lack of education or a lack of understanding, or just because there is something inherently dirty to people's minds about BDSM? I mean, even the guy that starred in Fifty Shades of Grey went to a BDSM club to look into it and said he had to take multiple showers before he went home to his wife.
3: Yeah, well fuck him. No, I think I would, it's but a he's misconception. <laughs> I think it's a misconception and I think that religion has a huge play on sex in general because you have multiple religions that are telling you that sex, sex is a bad thing. You're going to go to hell if you don't. If you do it, you're going to go to hell if you do do it. Um and I think that this is something that has been played throughout history to literally control people, because it is something that's so natural, and yet we exploit it, but then say that it's taboo. Don't 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 pick on that. That's what we do for a living,
1: Alexis.
2: No, I, think I know. It's really, I think it's we simple to it control well. people through. You guys do it quite well. I think it's just something to control people. To uh, similarly, how if you want to win a win a battle against someone and you don't want to fight them, starve them or let them be cold. It's you take away an essential need of somebody and they'll do whatever you want to get it back. Hence, the don't have sex till you're married. Well, how do we get people to marry early? How do we get people to con? Uh, conform and get back, get into your system earlier or simpler. So it's take away something they need. It's
1: so essentially you see it as a, uh, social control.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's absolutely a way to control mass amounts of people.
1: Well then on that, on that note, Alexis, do you, you work in media, you're a huge advocate for open sexuality, but on the flip side, we sell sexuality as taboo. Do you find any personal conflict between your job and your personal life?
3: I do Um, for the simple reason. Yes, we do sell sex, but even in my day-to-day life, like as a domain, it's something that plays very heavily into my day-to-day life. Like my personality is I like to be in control of the situation much as if I was running a scene, but at the same time with our job as a woman, I have to shit a idea of what my place in the industry should be.
1: So you work within the confines of the industry to maintain the persona that you need to have for it. Long term, are you wanting to change the industry's confines of women or are you content with how it is?
3: I'm conflicted on that one. Yes, long-term, I would like to change the way that women are seen in the industry, but at the same time, I think that in this industry, whether you're male or female, you know as well as I do, that there are different ways that everybody operates in the industry to fit, as you've told me numerous times, like a cog. The way that everybody works well is like well, a well-oiled machine. Everybody has a cog that fits into place, and that's what makes this industry run.
1: That doesn't really have to do with gender, though. That's knowing your job. I mean, you're in a job that is almost entirely done by men. Yes.
3: But we all operate the same.
1: So you but don't if find... you
3: have somebody that creates drama or, you know, that's how it's seen as women are just going to come in and create drama.
1: Okay. So you, okay. So you're not happy with the sexism in the industry, but you don't want to change the industry itself. Just the view of women in it. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. Now for you, do you think I'm going to ask this because this is something I always push. uh, Pornography has leaned very heavily into BDSM these days, even in standard pornography. There's choking, there's spanking. There's very, um, Aggressive sexual acts. Do you think BDSM is becoming more mainstream because of pornography?
3: I think that, yeah, I think it would have a heavy play in it, but I think that one of the things that brought bdsm to the forefront was the 50 shades of gray franchise which, which is something i know that i've spoke on previously as being one of the. she's a huge fan
1: ways huge fan. she loves front. 50 shades of gray thinks everyone should read it
3: yeah fuck that no <laughs> i think 50 shades of gray was twilight fan fiction and twilight itself was a absolutely terrible industry.
1: It was Anne Rice The
3: entire franchise was shit.
1: So what I'm hearing from you is 50 Shades of Grey was a blessing to the BDSM community because it made it more mainstream. It has but done maybe so well for you guys. <laughs> But don't take it literally.
3: No, I don't think that anybody should take Fifty Shades of Grey, literally. It was created by a woman that had absolutely no idea what BDSM was in general, did some Googling, did everything poorly in that. And then you had several people that are trying out, which she had described from what her perception of the different scenarios were supposed to be, and then had people dying.
2: Yeah, I, I'm a like, little
3: confused. You can literally Google cases of people dying because of Fifty Shades of Grey.
2: I'm actually a little bit confused on that matter. You'd think as a writer, or at least a, or a script writer, she would have put together... She
1: wasn't a script writer. Sorry, she she read, fan wrote fiction. the book, sorry. No, no, it was fan fiction that was turned
2: into a book. Oh, interesting. I you you think she'd want to know a little bit about it, because if she's writing fan fiction, she's not necessarily writing it for everyone else in the world. She's writing it for herself. So she has to believe somewhere in her mind that... BDSM is brought about brought about by some kind of abuse and that has to turn her on that's a really weird thing to think about
1: well Alexis do you think that I mean I know uh Bear my co-host is very heavily into BDSM I know you're into BDSM do you think it was caused by sexual abuse the pair of you both like to be dominant spanky your partner people I don't think so no do you think yours was
2: No, absolutely not. You know, I don't understand where the whole concept of you have to have some kind of trauma to be into certain things. Like, for example, I think pornography, one, played a huge role in my life and why I'm into BDSM, because I started viewing that kind of stuff when I was like nine, ten years old. But I don't think that's traumatic. I don't think that's trauma. I don't think that's going to – that comes from a a place of abuse. For example, my parents didn't beat me, so I'm now into choking people when I'm older. I don't think that is a – reliable source or reason as to why you may find certain things sexually appealing
1: all right guys we are going to be talking when we come back about what alexis is into and how she gets ready for a scene we are going to be talking about what bears into and how he gets ready for a scene and, 365. and we and we're going to be talking about this movie series 365 and why i think they all need to find jesus i'm kidding we'll be right back after this <laughs>
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand
3: 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host.
0: It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too.
3: We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in
0: at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes.
1: G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Haleen, and we are on with Kink1 and Kink2, my guest and co-host. I guess that makes me the slot in the hat. Talking about all things BDSM today. So our very special guest, host of kink for dummies make sure you're following them, K-I-N-K, the number 4, Dummies. Is talking about what it takes to get into a BDSM relationship. We're going to jump straight over to that. And then we're going to be talking to my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, which is probably why he's an MMA fighter, because he likes to hurt people, about what it takes to be a Dom. We're going to talk to our guest about what it takes to be a Dom-A, and we're going to talk about how to do it safely. And then I'm going to instruct them on where to find church.
2: Big step number one is you get permission before you explain what's going on.
1: (laughs) You get permission first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Alexis, I'm going to ask you, what does a typical, uh, I, I don't want to say sex acts, what do, you, what do you call what you do? Scene. Okay. Oh, we do that at work too. Yay. What do you, What is a typical scene for you look like?
3: Uh, it starts out with a great deal of communication to find out what preferences are before anything takes place. Explain. So, you find out what their kinks and fetishes are.
1: Okay. So you find out what someone's into. Let's say what they're into is uh, eggs being cracked on their nose. What happens next?
3: Uh, Then you would discuss how it would take place. There's a great deal of communication that happens before anybody touches anything. You discuss what what, what are the boundaries, what's a hard limit, what is not going to take place what is something that you would like to do whether it's going to take place in that scene or another what
1: is your ideal sexual scene then personally
3: um it really depends on the person that i'm with okay give me an example well i am considered a pleasure dom so, it's almost orgasms to a point of pain. Okay, so you would just torture them with orgasm? Pretty much, or edging, okay. or um, impact play. There are several kinks that wait, go wait, wait, into wait, wait, wait. it.
2: Well, what, is, what is impact play?
3: Impact play is essentially using like paddles. I strongly
1: suggest whoever is listening to this does so with uh, Urban Dictionary open. Keep going.
3: (laughs) Uh, Using some type of a paddle or a fogger or...
2: Hey, okay, that's fair enough. Have you ever run into a situation where the person requested something for you that you were uncomfortable doing to them? uh, Yes. Well...
3: I don't deal with asphyxiation play. I think it's too dangerous, and I don't think it's done correctly. I also don't do any type of scat, urine, or body modification or blood.
2: Oh, so bloodletting's not you. You won't cut into people's so, skin.
1: now I, I'm going to get through this really quickly because there are a couple of questions I want to ask that came in from Twitter last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bear, what is your sexual side of things? What are you into? What would you be called?
2: Well, like I well like like I said, you um you got to get permission before you tell them what's going on. You know, otherwise they have a chance to say no. You know, you start going at it and she's like, oh, why are you peeing in my mouth? Hey, I didn't have to tell you what's going on. I'm kidding, of course. I'm just messing fun, making fun right now. But also I'm not into that. Just, start, just throwing it out there.
1: You're not into the R. Kelly thing?
2: No, not. Well, hold, hold, don't stumble into there because there's two R. Kelly things at play That's right pedophilia. now. Say that. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's, there's urination and pedophilia. We're going to stick to the first one. Anyways. No, I think it's very important that you still get communication going. Like uh, like Alexis said, there you got to make sure you talk to them. They have to understand what you're into, what you're about, what they're into, what they're about. And you know, there's no reason why at any point you have to feel like you're forced into the situation. You guys could be at the house, in the bed, naked, ready to go at it, and they say one thing that's like, ah, I'm not, I'm not too keen on that. You can call it right then and there. Don't. Continue with something you don't want to be a part of You're not forced into it
1: So you're into the more sadistic Male dominant side Lex is into the more pleasure female Dominant side
2: Yes, while I am concerned with them getting off It is not the highest concern
1: (laughs) What's your highest concern?
2: That I get off
1: (laughs) (laughs) And women sleep with you
2: No, one woman sleeps with me
1: You only ever had one Or just one right now
2: One right now (laughs) This isn't a system that works for everyone, obviously. (laughs) I had to reel her in with kindness at first. It took me me a minute.
1: (laughs) All joking aside, um, for both of you, have you found that your interest in BDSM has created difficulty finding ongoing partners?
3: In my case, yes.
2: Really? It's funny. In my case, I haven't had to experience that, really. But I'd go and say no. I think people are, from what I can understand, either through conversations I've had on social media, requests I've had, unfortunately, (laughs) or even just seeing it out and about uh, via on apps like Kinked or on TikTok or YouTube. It just seems to be... It seems to be more prominent where I, people may be into what you're into.
1: I, I think you're into, because of Fifty Shades of Grey, you're into what is considered a more acceptable side of BDSM. You are a male dominant that wants to dominate women, mm. and women have watched Fifty Shades of Grey. And I think they'll. it doesn't mean to them what they think it's going to mean, but I think they think you're going to tie them up with your tie and then buy them jewelry.
2: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. No.
1: So that's probably no. I think they probably would be very disappointed. I
2: I have ties, but mm -hmm. I don't like them as much as I like using my jujitsu.
1: But I think because of what you're into is more socially acceptable. A Mm. dominant male is something that socially, uh, when we look at a patriarchal society, people are not opposed to.
2: Okay.
1: Where a dominant female, in Alexis's case, I know people will turn around and be like, okay, so she's into like Japanese businessmen that want to be spanked.
2: Um, You you say she is into that?
1: No, that's what people are Lex,
2: that is very profitable If you ever want to get into that business Mm. She's she's in Hollywood, it's profitable enough
1: So I'm going to ask both of you If this has had a negative impact in your case, Alexis And not a negative impact in your case, Bear Do you think people that you speak to And that you have had sexual encounters with Have a real understanding of what BDSM is Or do you think they have a Hollywood filtered version? Do you find a lot of people that really understand it?
3: I think a lot of people have a very Hollywood-filtered view of how BDSM is supposed to be. I think porn has had a huge impact in the industry, uh, in well, in the lifestyle for the simple reason. Like, I've had guys that I've spoken to online, and they're like, oh, so you're just going to beat the shit out of me. It's like... They okay. think that's what it is. <laughs> What about no you? preference to have a huge play in any scene that takes place? Um,
2: uh, that's fair. You know, I, I would go ahead and say I find I would find that with age. For the most part comes experience are they going to be well versed in bdsm no but if you do go out and date and attempt to make sexual relations with a 30 year old compared to an 18 year old you'll find that the 30 year old at least has the brains to be like hey i don't really know what this is i'll probably research it and understand that not all movies are based in reality but when you get younger less experienced people who are more easily susceptible to film and uh, pornography-based ideals who want to try it out because it's exciting versus doing the research beforehand or at least having the sense to be like, I don't really know what this is about or how to do it properly. Um, That's where you start getting those complications in. So I I think, sure, you get plenty of people who don't know what they're talking about. They're kind of stuck in the whole, you know, it's Hollywood. This is exactly what it's supposed to look like. But just remember, folks, you can't smell porn. You you can't. (laughs) You can't hear or feel what's going on in that scene that you're looking at. You're only getting the visual, you're getting exactly what the director wants you to see so that you'll keep clicking on the project or going back and paying for it when it comes out on Blu-ray. But if you want to have a real experience, you got to look it up, you got to find out what the do's and don't do's are, and make sure that the other person is okay with it.
1: I like that. You can't smell porn. That's, that's the new tagline that's going under your picture. Um, what do you guys think? Now, there's a movie famous out right Famous bear
2: quotes. You can't <laughs> famous, smell
1: porn. famous bear quotes. You can't smell porn. Uh, there is a, a film series out called 365. Now, I was really excited because it looks like Chloe uh, Cardassian is hooking up with the lead actor, points to both of them. That was not on my bingo card for the year. But the film itself is about this guy that kidnaps a girl because she looks like a dream he had when he was dying. And gives and kidnaps her for 365 days and sort of sexually assaults her a little bit. And then they have sex and fall in love.
2: and oh, sexually assaults her a lot of it. Yeah. It like sounds it,
3: like Beauty and the Beast and a lot of abuse.
2: Yeah. It, it, Beauty and the Beast is porno. It, that's exactly what we can relate that to.
1: Do you guys think films like that help or hinder the BDSM community? I know because, I mean, to me, when I watched 365, because I had to, I fell asleep like twice. Lex kept making me watch it. Um, it. It just looked like money porn. Like parts of it looked like a male fantasy because girls were really into performing fellatio. And then girls got to see money and diamonds and clothes and go on shopping sprees. Like it was money porn. I like money porn. Give me money. That's what I like. <laughs> that they go. We found my kink. Give me money. Um, but... Do you think films like that, like Fifty Shades of Grey, 365, do you think it helps or hinders you in the BDSM community? Because I know for men, women look and go, well, he's into BDSM, he must be rich. And that goes in the same category as Fifty Shades of Grey is great because it's a rich dude, but if it was a fat dude in a trailer park, all of a sudden it's an episode of CSI.
3: So I do, think it actually you- hinders. Well, I think it does both because, yes, it brings it to- – the community and the lifestyle to the forefront but at the same time it gives a negative connotation on what bdsm entails
1: is there money porn is money allowed to be a kink
2: i'm sure it can be used in yes. the play
1: yes i want money
2: you want money that's, Money? that's, that's what i want that's my new kink
1: what? no i just want money just find
3: yourself a financial submissive
2: can you find submissive. me one of
3: those legs?
2: <laughs> no, that means you'll take money for, for sex.
3: I don't want well that's called being a prostitute. No.
2: Yeah. Oh wait, what would you what would you call it then?
3: There are people that just like to know that some pretty woman is spending their money. I would huh. like to meet these people.
2: That's interesting.
1: Seriously, let's hook me up. Hook a sister up. <laughs>
2: Oh, no. They're sitting here
1: looking at me like no babe, that's not happening.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I'm gonna go and... am gonna
1: I allowed to cheat on you. Does it count as cheating? Am
2: I allowed to cheat on you? Are no, you no, asking no. You I, to I'm rewinding. I'm
1: not asking you to be a cuckold. I just I just you I are. just want to know, hear me out. If I'm not sleeping with them, is it cheating if I take the money?
2: Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, it is. You know, I would say that more than anything else, you sure it might have a good message behind it or bring it up to the forefront of conversation, but the first iteration that we saw on television. Television for BDSM was Fifty Shades, and that was about mental illness. And the second iteration, being 365, is about rape and kidnapping. So, what people are going to learn, yeah, sure, they're going to be like, ooh, there's sex in this movie. But what I'm- they're going to learn subconsciously is, hey, people who are mentally ill or fucking rapists are in a BDSM.
1: Yeah. I'll give you that. I'm actually, I'm talking to our uh, sound engineer, our producer here, and he said, what does it mean when my kink is a decent conversation with someone? That's called a sapiosexual. That's actually what I'm into. It's a mental connection.
2: Oh, you see, you do know more about this uh, stuff than you lead on.
1: That was because I watched an episode of of uh, why the, the lead chick fell in love with Megamind instead of Brad Pitt's character.
2: Oh, and that because she something. was a sapiosexual.
1: That was that was from Screen Rant.
2: Do you, how do you think sex between them went? She obviously can't sit on his face very well.
1: I don't know why you'd sit on someone's face; they wouldn't be able to breathe. Alexis, we have that's like the <laughs> we have like we have like five minutes left of the show. Uh, Alexis, what is something you want everyone to know about BDSM? But
3: it's not a mental illness. It's just a slew or one preference. And even if your preference is no sex, that's a preference.
1: Bear, what would you like people to know about BDSM?
2: I think the one thing you should know about BDSM is it's it's so wide and over encumbering, over encumbering, not over encumbering. I don't know. Because today we're
1: talking about BDSM, but we're going to go further the next time we have uh, kink for dummies on. Mm -hmm. We're going to start going into different kinks. So today's BDSM,
2: the overarching one. Mm -hmm. Listen, if something you want to know, research it. Don't assume don't. Hey, if you if you've spent the last 10 years of your life doing a specific activity or career, then you very well know that you don't know everything. You know there's always more to learn, new things come out every day. If you so if you're brand brand new and you think you've got it all down, just accept the fact unfortunately that you don't, you're incorrect, go research because you can never be 100% sure. So just don't be afraid to google stuff and find out for yourself.
1: Alexis, is there a kink where people give me money and I give some to him so he doesn't bitch and I don't have to touch them? No. (laughs) I think that's too oddly specific.
2: (laughs) I think that is too oddly specific.
1: (laughs) I need you to give me and my boyfriend money so he doesn't complain at me. That's not a thing I'm getting glared at. Okay, so we're not doing that. When we talk about kink, there are so many of them. There are... We're specifically talking about BDSM today, but if you had to explain kinks to people, how would you explain it?
3: That's to you, Alexis. I would say that it is just simply a preference. You have, you know, different fetishes that you're into. Like, a fetish can be liking feathers. There's fetishes of all sorts, and none of them... Like, some of them can be negative, like smelling bleach, I guess. But enjoy what you're into.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the reality is kink is anything. And here's here's, here's something you can think about. If you imagine yourself having missionary-style sex, the most basic vanilla thing, you're in a very bland room, and that's just considered sex. That's it. Any addition to that could be kink. Your kink could be enjoying lights on, enjoying lights off, enjoying having someone watching you, enjoying having someone else participating. I have a friend of mine who I train with. His ex-co-worker made $1,500 off a guy who had a foot fetish kink, and he wanted her to step in some cake. She went out, bought a $10 sheet cake, stuffed her foot in it, made 1500 bucks.
1: Do we have the name of the cake guy?
2: We- the cake guy who wanted it yes. so you go ask the cake guy <laughs> so you know it, people can be any if you're anything you're into you could be into someone just eating the cake for you you know it is the muck reality is kink is mukbang, yes cake uh, cake kink my bad
1: <laughs> I, you're, you're thinking about cake <laughs> no
2: I am Kink <laughs> is just any addition to the most basic idea of sex period hell the most basic idea of sex could be your kink
1: So Connolingus and diamonds that can be my kink
2: at the same yes. time, might be a little uncomfortable.
1: No, no, no. I just want someone to give me diamonds and perform cunnilingus, and that can be our whole sex life.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> uh, they don't get off at all. See, now, now you're a little more up my alley. I don't care <laughs> about their pleasure. I need me taken care of.
1: All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Alexis. Can you please tell everyone
3: where to find you? Kink for dummies on all pages. That's K-I-N-K, the number four, dummies everywhere.
2: And, of course, you can also follow us, the radio show, at tune in BTS across all social tune. media platforms. I said tune. No,
1: you said tune.
2: Oh, same thing. I'm. It in a- is not. I'm in America. What is it? Freedom and flags and revolution Fat bullshit. Fat
1: people and diabetes.
2: Yeah, that too, a little bit. Anyways, guys, beyond that, you can also follow me at BearFiorita. Bear, like the animal, F-I-O-R-D-A. For all the latest news and fighting, me hitting people, and maybe some talks about the Olympics here in the future.
1: And, of course, you can follow me for all things Hollywood. I'm Summer Helene. I want to thank you guys for joining us very, very much. We will be having Alexis on again. We're going to be having an ongoing series on and off. Mostly she comes on when she fucks up getting a guest. No, I'm kidding. Um, our, our guest actually had to cancel today. But, when, but she's a great stand-in uh, because she works for me. And I can fire her if she doesn't. I'm kidding. Um, all joking aside, Alexis, thank you for coming on. You were such a popular guest last time that I really do appreciate you coming on. People have a lot of questions about kink and it's not something they experience in their own life. So I really do appreciate you coming on. All right. Thank you for having me. I don't like teasing her. She is a dominatrix and I am a little afraid of her. Thank you all for joining us. I'm Summer Helene. Thank you to my co-host Bear Yoder and our special guest, Alexis, host of Kink for Dummies. We'll see you next week. Good night.